0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. John the Baptist appeared preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was of him that the prophet Isaiah had spoken when he said, A voice of one crying out in the desert prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. John wore clothing made of camel's hair and had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. At that time, Jerusalem, all Judea, and the whole region of the Jordan were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. When he saw how many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce good fruits of evidence as repentance. And do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God can raise up children to Abraham from these very stones. Even now the axe lies at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I am baptizing you with water for repentance, but the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, He will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. The hills are alive with the sound of. Did you see it on TV? First time in 50 years we had a live um, musical on TV. It was kind of cool. I was going to preach on that, and then Nelson Mandela died, and that's been all over the news. So this homily is going to try to do three things, tie together Nelson Mandela, the sound of music, and Advent. And it's all with one word, harmony. Harmony, okay? So here it is. First I'm going to start with Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela was... um, uh, spent all those years in prison um, during the apartheid and he would, he would move from being a prisoner to the president and uh, he would radically change South, South Africa and he would become one of the greatest instruments of change in our modern-day world and uh, he came to find through this experience you know he was once a, a rebel and some people are criticizing him now because he was he was kind of an activist and a rebel for a a while and after his kind of conversion in jail, um, he came out and uh, was the uh, huge advocate for peace. So just to quote a couple lines of his from his biography. No one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin or his background or his religion. People must learn to hate. And if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love for love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. He goes on to say that I have cherished the ideal of a democratic and free society in which all persons live together in harmony and with equal opportunity. This idea of harmony. I am fundamentally an optimist. Whether that comes from my nature or nurture, I cannot say, but part of being an optimist is keeping one's head Pointed toward the sun, one's feet moving forward. There were many dark moments when my faith in humanity was sorely tested, but I would not and could not give myself up to despair. That way leads to defeat and death. The season of Advent for us is keeping our eyes fixed on the light and walking one step at a time towards God. The season of Advent is a time of hope. A time not to despair. You know, so if there seems to be disharmony in our world, disharmony in our lives, disharmony in our families, disharmony in your marriage, disharmony with your children, disharmony in our own hearts, Advent is a time of hope that harmony can come. Nelson Mandela says, It always seems impossible until it's done. For to be free is not merely to cast off one's chains, but to live in a way that respects and enhances the freedom of others. And finally, the last quote that I want to use about him is this. Let let me say first, it is a great tragedy to spend the best years of your life in prison. But if I had not been to prison, I would not have been able to achieve the most difficult task in life. And that is changing yourself. I had that opportunity because in prison you have what you don't have in our life outside the prison, the opportunity to sit down and think. The greatest and most difficult task in life is changing ourselves. Not changing our boss, not changing our spouse, not changing our friends, not changing our kids, not changing our parents, the most difficult and important task in life is changing ourselves. And when we do this, we discover harmony. John the Baptist came preaching repentance. And, uh, you know, he describes how these people are coming from all over uh, for this baptism. And uh, they're experiencing this baptism of repentance, of forgiveness of their sins. It's kind of like the, the time that Nelson Mandela spent in jail. And um, at, the, at the very end, John the Baptist says, there is someone that is coming that is greater than I, and he will come and baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And so that moves us into this whole notion of of purgation. God's spirit and God's fire that can change and uh, inner transform ourselves, that can burn away all of our sins and all of our our vices and and crystallize and bring forth our our beauty. So the greatest and most difficult task in your life is changing yourself. This moves me on to The Sound of Music. I was amazed that this was on like national TV. I mean, it was amazing to see that uh, it was on you know, primetime TV and uh, it got all this exposure and all this coverage and the first scene is all these nuns and habits. You know, and they just get done singing Vespers and um, you know, it's just like amazing. It seems like the world is good again, you know? It was pretty awesome to see. And there was a line that struck me that I've never noticed before in The Sound of Music, but it, it is in there. And, uh, and uh, the line came right at the time where they're about to, um, um, Carrie Underwood uh, plays Maria, so they're about to tell Maria that maybe the convent's not right for her right now. You know, so she, her whole dream and her whole life has been joining the convent and they say to Maria, Mother Superior says, um, we want you to go out and to um, kind of live life for a little bit and maybe, maybe then you'll be ready to enter the convent. But right now, I don't think you're ready. And so Maria is, is definitely, like, um, surprised by this and confused. And she looks back at Mother Superior, and Mother Superior says to her, Maria, what's the most important thing that you've learned here in, in the convent? What's the most important thing that you've learned during your time here? And this is what Maria says, and this is what was heard on national primetime TV. The most important thing I've learned is finding God's will for my life and doing it with my whole heart. The most important thing I've learned is finding God's will for my life and doing it with my whole heart. So then she would go on to meet the Von Trapp family, right? And then uh, one of the things that she would do with them is she would bring music back into their life. You know, they, they had stopped singing music. They were answering to the whistle of their, their father and she, she began to bring music back into their life and she taught them harmony. And she did it with the classic song, "Do a deer, a female deer. You know, but the, 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 the cool part is she, she's trying to explain this to them and she's getting um, a little frustrated because she realizes that they don't know how to harmonize. They don't know how to sing together. So she says, let's start at the very beginning, a very good place to start. And she goes back to the ABCs and one, two, threes. and uh, this is what Paul is doing for us today in the reading. So in the second reading from Paul, we hear him say, Brothers and sisters, what was written previously for our instruction that, might, that by endurance and by the encouragement of scriptures, we might have hope. So Paul is going back to the essentials, and he's saying that by endurance, if we endure through difficult times, and if we go to the scripture for our encouragement, we might have hope. He then says, May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to think in harmony. There's the word harmony. Grant you to think in harmony with one another, in keeping with Christ, that with one accord and one voice, glorifying God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, welcome one another as the Lord welcomed you. So the whole idea is harmony. Nelson Mandela, his whole desire was harmony for South Africa. You know, the von Trapp family, they were being trained in harmony. This Advent, we're called to to seek and desire harmony in our lives. And so I just offer you a couple questions. Think about this. First of all, have you discovered God's will in your life? So that was the most important thing for Maria that she learned from the convent was discovering God's will and doing doing it with her whole heart. Have you discovered God's will in your life? If you have, you're going to find your life to be very harmonious. If you haven't, you're going to notice a lot of disharmony in your life because it's not until our will and God's will come together that we'll have harmony. The second thing is as Nelson Mandela said, the most difficult task in life is changing yourself. Do you find yourself wanting to change other people? Or have you come to this wisdom of realizing that the only person we can change is ourself? And what happens when we change ourself and change our will really to God's will? Harmony. are you living your vocation wholeheartedly you know have you found what it is to to live your life and discovered your call and your purpose in life are you living it wholeheartedly if you're living it wholeheartedly what's going to happen in your life harmony are we doing as, as saint paul says are we are we enduring and are we going to scripture for our encouragement if we're going to endure in our life and go to Scripture for our encouragement, what what will we experience? Harmony. Is there harmony in your life? Think about it right now as we're preparing for Christmas. Is there harmony in your family? Is there harmony in your marriage? Is there that inner harmony, that inner peace in your heart? If there is not, then Advent is a time As John the Baptist says, to repent. Advent's a time for radical changes to be made in our lives so that we can have this harmony. Advent can be a time of really discovering the will of God in your lives. We all desire this harmony. Nelson Mandela dedicated his whole life to this harmony. We saw how beautiful it was when, you know, the Von Trapp family was brought together by Maria and they all sang together in harmony. And the gift of, of Advent is harmony, that we can truly all come together with one voice, with one will, under God's accord, and live our lives in harmony. The most important thing that we can do in this life is to discover God's purpose for ourself and to live it with our whole heart, mind, and soul.